Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue with our American stories. The story of United States Olympic legend Jesse Owens and Nazi long jumper Luz Long's friendship demonstrates how sports can unite people, even in the toughest of circumstances. Here to tell a story is the Jack Miller Center's editorial officer and historian, Elliot Drago. The Jack Miller Center, by the way, is a nationwide network of scholars and teachers dedicated to educating the next generation about America's founding principles and history. To learn more, visit jackmillercenter.org. Let's take a listen. Jesse Owens stood and gazed across Berlin's Olympic Stadium in August 1936, the first week of the 11th Olympiad. The immense structure, an architectural marvel, shook whenever the crowd of 100,000 Germans in attendance roared, 
and their cheers and boos began to unnerve Owens, who was arguably one of the most disciplined athletes in history. This entire spectacle was almost too much for him. He was more than just mad, he was, in his words, hate mad. Owens steeled himself for his second long jump attempt. His first attempt left him both winded and disheartened, as not only did he fail to hit his mark, he also received a foul from the German official. True to form, Owens refused to make excuses and later admitted that the foul on his first long jump attempt was fair. I will be more careful with my second jump, he thought. There's no sense in being fouled twice. He began his second attempt, running, leaping, but before he even landed, he heard the German official shout, foul. foul. Even though he played it safe, perhaps too safe, Owens could not get over the injustice of that second foul. Was the official fair? Yeah, Owens later wrote, but a Nazi. Returning to his starting position, Owens caught a glimpse of his nemesis, the German long jumper Luz Long, who seemed to embody the Aryan ideal. He was tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and above all, a ferocious competitor. After Owens' second jump and foul, Long appeared to snicker with his German teammates. Adding insult to injury, the host of the 1936 Olympics himself, Adolf Hitler, left his seat to avoid watching Owens, someone he considered subhuman, compete in the event. Owens would not let Hitler's disgusting racial views, warped reality, and cowardice jeopardize his performance. Owens had overcome so many hurdles already by age 22, and so by tapping into his competitive spirit, he would soon overcome the leader of the Third Reich. The son of sharecroppers and the grandson of enslaved Alabamians, Owens' work ethic combined with his big heart produced an unbelievable athletic career. As a high schooler, he won all the major track events, including the state championship three years in a row. Nicknamed the Buckeye Bullet at Ohio State University, Owens broke three world records and tied another in one afternoon. Even more incredible, Owens accomplished these feats during a time of rampant segregation. He never received a college scholarship, never stayed in the same hotels as his white teammates, and despite serving as varsity captain of the track team, Jesse Owens was forced to live off campus. Meanwhile, as the 1936 Berlin Olympics approached, many Americans urged the U.S. to boycott the Games. Initially, Owens sided with the boycott, stating in November 1935 that if there is discrimination against minorities in Germany, then we must withdraw from the Olympics. Hitler and other Nazi officials, however, assured America that Jewish and black athletes would receive equal treatment. These assurances from Hitler and his regime, anathema as they sound to us today, proved decisive. The American Amateur Union threw its weight behind the American Olympic Committee, effectively avoiding a U.S. boycott. Owens committed to participating in the Games and responding to his critics said, Since we are all Americans, black Americans should have a chance in every sport. Certainly the showing of black Americans in track events shows that if they have half a chance, they produce the goods. Now in Berlin, making his third and final attempt at the long jump, Jesse Owens stood in total panic near his starting position. He couldn't stop thinking about Hitler's snub, the bogus foul, the smirk from his worst enemy, Luz Long. Owens started to feel faint and began gasping for breath. The anxiety might double him over. The eyes of Nazi Germany, and indeed the entire world, bore down upon him. He instinctively turned away from the crowd. Owens wouldn't give them the satisfaction of seeing him rattled. 
Still, Owens almost dropped to the ground in front of 100,000 chanting Germans, who in his words were hatefully, gleefully hoping that he would fail. Knees shaking, he clenched his jaw to stop his thoughts from racing. And then it happened. Suddenly, Owens felt a firm hand on his arm. He turned and looked into the sky-blue eyes of his worst enemy. Luz Long, the poster child for Hitler's Aryan ideal, touched Jesse Owens, a black man, in full view of the entire stadium. Like a family member, Long gently took Owens aside, his arm around his shoulder. Long knew that Hitler had insulted Owens. He knew the stakes of Owens' pending jump, and most importantly, Long knew that he and Owens were essentially the same. I have thought, Long told him, you are like I am. You must do it 100%, correct? Owens nodded. Yet you must be sure not to foul. Owens' name blared out of the stadium loudspeaker, announcing what would be his final attempt at the long jump. Both men knew that time was of the essence. Leaning closer to Owens, Long spoke quickly and resolutely. Then you can do both things, Jesse, Long reassured him. You remeasure your steps. You take off six inches behind the foul board. You jump as hard as you can but you need not fear to foul. Now with a towel carefully marking six inches before the takeoff board, Owens ran, jumped, and won the gold medal. By the end of the Olympics, Owens produced the goods, as his efforts contributed to four out of the United States' 11 gold medals. Long's advice left an indelible mark on Owens. After he failed to beat Owens at the long jump, Long raced over to Owens, grabbed his hand, and marched toward the stands chanting Jesse Owens, Jesse Owens, Jesse Owens, in full view of Hitler, who had by now reappeared in the stands to watch Long's performance. Long and Owens became fast friends and spent many nights talking politics, philosophy, and sports in the Olympic Village. The German explained that although he did not subscribe to Hitler's racial fanaticism, he loved his country and would fight for it. After the Olympics, they remained in touch. In 1939, Owens received a final letter from Long, who wrote, Things become more difficult and I am afraid, Jesse. Not just the thought of dying. It is that I may die for the wrong thing. But whatever might become of me, I hope only that my wife and son will stay alive. I am asking you, who are my only friend outside of Germany, to someday visit them if you are able, to tell them about why I had to do this, and how the good times between us were. Signed, Luz. Long died fighting for the German Wehrmacht after succumbing to wounds he received during the Allied invasion of Italy in 1943. Reflecting on his experience in the long jump, Owens did not waste ink writing about Hitler. His lasting memory of the Olympics was the relationship he formed with Luz Long. I loved Luz Long as much as my own brothers, Owens wrote years later. I still love Luz Long. Their friendship came from what Owens described as the priceless knowledge that the only bond worth anything between human beings is their humanness. Owens recognized that if Long, a human being living in Nazi Germany, could walk arm in arm with him around the Olympic Stadium in Berlin, then all humans could strive to recognize each other's fundamental human equality and in his words, be a human being first and last if not always. Jesse Owens continues to inspire us as we long to realize the dreams offered by our nation's founding principles. And lest we forget, Owens will advise us. We all have dreams, but in order to make dreams come into reality, it takes an awful lot of determination, dedication, 
self-discipline, and effort. A terrific job on the production, the editing, and storytelling by our own Greg Hengler. And a special thanks to Elliot Trago at the Jack Miller Center. He's the editorial officer and resident historian. And what a story we should be telling everyone near and far about not only Jesse Owens, but about Luz Long. And that final letter he wrote in 1939, I may die fighting for the wrong thing. And of course he did. The story of Jesse Owens and Luz Long, a friendship forged in competition, and of course in courage and love, here on Our American Stories. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.